the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Welcome to The Art of Significance with your host, Hall of Fame speaker, New York Times bestselling author, university professor, gold record songwriter, and award-winning athlete, Dan Clark. Get ready for engaging discussions with some of the most influential people in the world who will impart their wisdom, stories, and inspiration on why and how to achieve the level beyond success. Now here's your host, Dan Clark. How are you? Excuse my throat. Late night. I am so excited to be back on the air with all of you listeners. And again, I appreciate you sharing this voiceamerica.com network. There's so many channels to choose from. I honor and love the owner, the producer, the visionary Jeff Spinard and his entire team, especially at this holiday season. I need to have a special shout out to voiceamerica.com. So many wonderful hosts that can accommodate everything that you're looking for. You need not go anywhere else. This is the Influencers Channel, obviously, and it's also available on demand as a podcast. And I appreciate all of you who have tuned in from other countries, our military friends that are deployed, that tune in. And because it's the holiday season, I should have a total respect for all religious traditions, Uh, Happy Hanukkah, and for those of you who are in in the Muslim religious tradition, you know, uh, we we acknowledge our our love and our respect and our support for you as well. The the Hindi religions, any religious tradition I respect. As I travel the world and I speak and people realize I'm a man of faith, there's at least one person on in every audience, one person in every conversation who says, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in God. And I don't know how you would respond to that, but I always smile and I ask the rhetorical question, really, what version of God is it that you don't believe in? (laughs) There's so many different versions, there is a really good chance that I don't believe in the same God that you don't believe in either. (laughs) Ha! And so in this holiday season, what I thought I would do today in this show for the entire two hours is not invite any guests to join me. I'm hopeful that we'll have an abundance of phone calls coming in with questions that you can ask me. And I also want to be vulnerable with some of my own lyrical poetry. And I'm even going to go out on a limb and play some of my music that I've written and recorded back in the day or that I've co-written with other artists that made the billboard charts or all of and or all of the above. So let me just begin with my Christian tradition by just sharing some lyrics that I wrote and obviously with my voice <laughs> I'm definitely never going to sing a cappella. I would lose listeners so fast. But I just want to quote a couple of the lyrics of songs that I've written to put things into perspective and maybe put a different twist on on what we're going through in this holiday season. Um, Keeping all religious traditions in mind, think about this song that I titled, Same God Who Made Me Made You Too. I heard the screeching cars crash, hurting child and dad. 
mangled next to one another. Both were bleeding bad. Dad was white, returning from a meeting of the clan. Child was black, was thrown out of the other minivan. An Arab doctor stopped. Two other rescuers were Jews. One got cut, and now no one could tell whose blood was whose. Who decided who has royal blood and who is who? Are there really four gods, racist, Muslim, Christian, Jew? Four gods in the heavens fighting about what's right for you? No way, they all claim the same almighty Abram knew. It's one world under one God, indivisible and true. The same God who made me, made you too. Two best friends were college roommates when the war broke out. Called to serve their countries, now at war their leaders shout. On the battlefield, one aimed to shoot around the bend, but luckily he stopped. There in his gun sight was his friend. Stepping over fallen soldiers, both sides dead from guns. Friend and foe had bled so much, the pool from both was one. We're all made in the image of God, so which race color got the nod? Yeah, he came on di- Yeah, we came on different ships, but we're in the same boat now. Let us pause to question, but then answer with a vow. Who decided who has royal blood and who is who? Are there really four gods, racist, Muslim, Christian, Jew? Four gods in the heavens fighting about what's right for you? No way. They all claim the same almighty Abram knew. It's one world under one God, indivisible and true. The same God who made me, made you too. I love to speculate with the words of another one of my songs, 122505, because that's the year I wrote it, but it's still applicable to today in 2017. Go away, the inn is full. There is no room tonight. I know it's cold and your wife's with child, but I can't help your plight. The inn man shrugged them off and said the the stable manger's free, then wandered to the warmth of his own bed and let it be. Years gone by, the bells were ringing outside Macy's store. Salvation Army's bucket mostly empty by the door. I walked right by when a homeless guy gave everything he had. He stopped, dropped 90 cents, and smiled, Merry Christmas, lad. I often think about those nights and ponder those deprived and wonder if things would have changed if Christ came 1225.05. Humbly now I know that passing by the bells ain't right. And if Christ came 1225.05, I'd give my bed tonight. A poor child has no presence, yet believes in Santa too. Her mama prays that the doorbell rings. Won't someone help her through? I could have stopped but didn't live my Christianity. Yet Jesus taught, if you've served the least of these, you've now served me. I confess I now believe I need him not just Christmas Eve. He's my Lord, to him I reach. Christmas just reminds me I should practice what I preach. I often think about those nights and ponder those deprived and wonder if things would have changed if Christ came 1225.05. Humbly now I know that passing by the bells ain't right. And if Christ came 1225.05, I'd give my bed tonight. To put things into a different perspective, we always celebrate the life of Jesus Christ, and we always talk about his mother. But for those of you of the Christian tradition, you'll realize that Jesus 
There was a couple of scriptures where Jesus was with was in the temple as a 12-year-old boy, confounding the Sadducees and the Pharisees with his knowledge of the scriptures and his ability to quote the, the ancient prophets. There's another scripture that basically talks about Jesus as a young boy. It says something to the effect that he learned line upon line, precept upon precept by the things which he suffered. And so we know that Jesus was growing and he was turning from a boy into a man and that he did not step into his messianic uh, um, calling until really when he was 30 years of age, when he started to preach and came out claiming that he was the Christ. So my question is, what happened between ages zero when his birth occurred and his 30th birthday when he finally started to preach his gospel. And that question spawned the lyrics to this, to this, to this song. I won't tell you the title. It'll give away the hook, but you'll understand in a moment. Joseph knew his newborn son was special. Joseph knew an angel gave his name. Jesus would go on to be redeemer, but how did he learn who and why he came? Joseph must have taught his son of Mary. Joseph must have taught his son to pray. At 12 years old alone, he taught his in temples because Joseph's words inspired him each day. Christmas celebrates the birth of Jesus, Virgin Mother Mary's honor too. But don't forget the carpenter who taught his son his trade and all the years of mentoring the things they must have made. Don't forget example is the greatest way to teach that Jesus taught what he had seen, then practiced what he preached. Christmas celebrates his birth and everything he's done. Yeah, God's his father, but he's the carpenter's son. Joseph must have taught his son to listen. Joseph must have taught his son to love. Jesus knew the law and quoted prophets because Joseph knew it too, taught from above. Joseph's message fit with his son's gospel that's why he could be his young son that's why he could be his young son's guide. He and Heavenly Father loved their Jesus. They both wept when he was crucified. Christmas celebrates the birth of Jesus, Virgin Mother Mary's honored too. But don't forget the carpenter who taught his son his trade, and all the years of mentoring the things they must have made. Don't forget example is the greatest way to teach that Jesus taught what he had seen and practiced what he preached. Christmas celebrates his birth and everything he's done. Yeah, God's his father, but he's the carpenter's son. I'll get back to my lyrical poetry later on in the show, but if I can tap into my sound engineer, Matt, who's one of the great human beings on our planet, and ask him to, to tee up the first of my many songs I wanna play for you today to open up my heart and my mind from my musical background, my musical, uh, my love of music, my m- musical history, and share some songs that hopefully will connect your head to your heart during this holiday season. I love the holidays because in my family, it's a chance for all of us who are scattered across the country to come together as families and to remind one another that families are forever. If not, then what's forever for? And it's so critically important that we understand and celebrate the significance of our families, not just in the holiday season, but every single day. 
because it's our families that unconditionally love us. It's our families that love us despite our weaknesses, who see our warts, who see our discrepancies, our idiosyncrasies, and still gently invite us to grow, still love us unconditionally. And so what uh, what I want to do is just talk about the background of this first song that I'll have Matt play in a moment. The song is called I'll Build You a Rainbow. And back in the day when I was in the Mrs. Reagan's White House taking her Just Say No program to all 50 states where I spoke to thousands and thousands of high schools in all 50 states, over 6 million teenagers between eight, 1983 and eight, 1989, I always concluded one of my, my speeches with a song. And I would either pull out my guitar or I would sing to a minus track. And in public schools, I would sing a song, you know, Will I See You Again about my dad, or I would sing a different song that was a little less um, um, spiritual in nature, if you will. I didn't want to create any controversies. But every single time I spoke at a leadership conference, every single time I spoke at a general, I mean, a huge or giant convention, I would conclude my speeches with this little song. And it's based on a true story, and I want you to just listen to it. The reason why it never got any radio play is because it's a six-minute song where I sing the choruses and I tell the story in between the choruses. So uh, this was recorded way back in the, the, the early 1980s in my very first album, actually 1982, And so that's my voice, that's my speaking voice in 1982, and it's my singing voice in 1982, and I hope you enjoy it. Please stay tuned for the six and a half minutes of this song, and pull out a tissue perhaps, because it could make you cry. It is about the the powerful holiday message that all of us agree on, regardless of our religious tradition or not, and that is families really are forever. Matt, if you could play my song, please, and enjoy. I'll build you a rainbow, way up high above. Send down a sunbeam, plumb full of love. Sprinkle down raindrops, sprinkle down raindrops. Drops of joy, I'll be happy as springtime, watching over my boy. Once there was a little boy named Jamie. He had some great friends, but his greatest friend was his mom. She was just different from the other moms. While they were busy going to their fashion shows and bridge parties, she was home with him. They played in the backyard, went on bike rides, had long talks. Why, why she was the greatest football player on the whole block. Well, at least that's what the other guys said. They thought she was really something, and they wished their moms could be a lot more like that. I'll build you a rainbow Way up high above Send down a sunbeam 
lots of joy. I'll be happy as springtime, watching over my boy. Then one day, Jamie was called home from school. There was a big white ambulance parked in the driveway. Jamie was scared. He walked through the front door and saw his dad there talking with the doctor. They said he could only talk to his mom for a minute. And so he tiptoed into the bedroom. And when she saw him, she smiled and said, Hi, Big Jay. That's what she always called him, even though he really wasn't very big. She said he had a big heart. She said, Jamie, I'm going away. And I won't be coming back, pal. I'm dying. Big tears filled Jamie's eyes, and he says, "But mom, you just can't die." She said, "It's okay, babe. I have no regrets. Well, I've been with you more than 11 years than than most moms are with their boys in a whole lifetime." Jamie says, "But mom, you just can't die. You just can't." She said, "Jamie, there's a secret, and it's a very special secret, and I want you to always remember it. Families are forever, and even though you won't see me, I'll still be there." Jamie says, "But mom, if I can't see you, how will I know that you're there?" She paused and thought for a minute, and she smiled and said. I'll build you a rainbow, way up high above. Send down a sunbeam, all plump full of love. Sprinkle down raindrops, teardrops of joy. I'll be happy as springtime. Closed her eyes and she was gone. Jamie and his dad stood out on the front porch and they watched as the ambulance drove away. And Jamie's dad broke down and he started to cry. And they held each other real tight. Jamie felt his dad's tears on his own cheeks and he started to cry too. And then he remembered the secret and he looked up and sure enough there it was right over their house. A great big rainbow, just like she promised. And he said, "Dad, Dad, it's all right. Families are forever. I'll build you a rainbow, way up high above. Send down a sunbeam, all plump full of love. Sprinkle down raindrops." Teardrops of joy. I'll be happy as springtime, watching over my boy. I'll be happy in heaven, watching over my boy.
This is Dan Clark on the VoiceAmerica.com radio network, Influencers Channel. That was me singing my little song called I'll Build You a Rainbow, Families Are Forever. I want to go to commercial break. We'll be back with more of my music, more of my lyrical poetry, and hopefully with some phone callers calling in to ask us or to ask me to talk about whatever they want me to talk about. God bless. Happy holidays. We'll be back in a moment. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. I just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable Dan Clark was the keynote speaker. He is clearly the most interesting man in the world. He's been into space. He reminded us to think bigger. He's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books. And he inspired all of us to make our lives matter. He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number. 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com I'm busy and so is my family leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore just ask my bathroom scale that all changed when I found Freshly for less than $10 a meal Freshly delivers 6 meals a week always fresh, never frozen prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America Business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to the art of significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back to the Influencers Channel. I take a lot of pride in the name of this particular channel on voiceamerica.com. It allows me to have some phone calls and to respond. A lot of us have heroes in our lives. A lot of us... 
remember people and when we don't see them for a long time and we see them again and we just pick up exactly where we left off, that's a sign of true friendship, true respect, and deep love. I am smiling because there's a phone caller on hold right now by the name of Joe Scalrens, and he's one of my heroes. Talk about a civilian, extraordinarily successful and significant banker who used his platform and influence to support our military troops at the highest level for as long as I've known him and about a thousand years before that. I hope you're patched through, Joe. How the heck are you? Happy holidays, my friend. Hi, Dan. Just wanted to call and wish you a Merry Christmas and a uh, uh, Happy New Year. I know your, your, your theme of your show is getting ready for the new year, and uh, we're all, all thinking ahead. So I want to just check in with you. How have you been? No, I'm so good. And while I have you on the line with my listeners, you're one of the smartest and wisest men I've ever met. Do you have a bit of wisdom for us during this holiday season? How how can we support one another better? What, what's, your, what's your vision of how we can heal America and bring us closer together as we start the new year of 2018? Well, uh, you know, you, you start with uh, what you and I always talk about, and that's the uh, uh, family connection. You know, uh, this is a time of year when we gather in our uh, our loved ones uh, when we can and uh, uh, reach out to them when we can't, but uh, uh, we renew those family ties. But it's also a good time, you know, with uh, uh, parties and, and uh Christmas cards and greetings, and uh, you reach out to your friends that you haven't, uh, and, and in our case, haven't seen for a while. So uh, uh, just seeing what you were doing today on uh, Voice America, and I, I thought I'd give you a call and and uh, just chat with you a few minutes uh, about that. I, uh, uh, I don't have any wisdom in part, but... Uh, uh, I can tell you this, that uh, this is a time of year where I reflect personally on what's really important to me and and uh, uh, at the core of that is family and friends. Yes, sir. And I hold you in highest esteem. You're just one of my heroes, brother. I am so grateful every day that you and I were introduced supporting our military and that you've has such a positive impact on my life and so many of our military troops and, 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 and their families for so many years. Thanks for calling in, Joe. You are one, one human being I, uh, I admire. If I, if I knew you were not a saint, I would, uh, if I knew you were, a, you should be a saint. I should have your picture up on my wall with the red light under it and rosary beads hanging down because really back in the day you would answer maybe two prayers a, a week. You know, you're quite the guy. Don't don't pour it on too thick there, Dan. It's getting to be not believable. Uh, well, you you know I have a, 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 I value our friendship very much, and and sure. uh, I uh, uh, have great affection for you, and I appreciate uh, all you do to uh, uh, try to motivate others and uh, uh, remind them of their own significance. Well, I appreciate you so much, and it means so much you called in. So I'm going to track you down off air one of these days, 
and make sure you're all right, brother. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Dan. Have a great Bye. day, Joe. Interesting. When you're a talk show host, you wonder if you're going to have one of your crazy friends call in and claim he's a communist and yank your chain. So thank God I had Joe Scalarans visualize this white-haired gentleman, handsome, debonair, who's just sophisticated elegance and, uh, and, and just very wealthy, very successful. And he turns so much of his time and resources to supporting our, our military troops as I said, in their families, especially at this time. Let's keep thinking about our military troops who are deployed. Uh, Keep them in our prayers that they may return home safely to their families, that this war on terrorism can come to an end at some point. We know it's an ongoing battle probably forever and ever, and that's why we need to support our military families who are at home supporting their loved ones in a state of fear, a state of love, who miss them deeply, especially during the holiday season. We have another caller on hold. Oh, my gosh. He's a famous, very, very, very well-respected journalist. Uh, you could catch his stories and his his anecdotal speeches, if you will, on multiple levels. And uh, one of the best articles that was ever written about me was written by Tom Haroldson. And that's when we first met face-to-face, although we had been in multiple um, galas, multiple events uh, together. Uh, we had never really been officially introduced. And as I've read so many of the things that he has written, he is a, a, a classic political activist where he doesn't focus in on who's right and the opinion side of his articles and his interviews. He always brings us to that middle healing ground where it's about what's right. And one of the great wordsmiths on the on the planet. I can't say enough about Tom Harrells and I can't believe you're calling in, brother. You flatter me, man. We now now the interview <laughs> turns, I finally get to interview you. It's about time. That boy, you should be my publicist. That was amazing. Yeah. No, you're amazing. Talk to me. I want to <laughs> ask you some questions. I, 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 I want to know when did you, when did you, ha- when did you discover your gift of listening? What a great question for a journalist. When did you discover that you had this innate, this amazing ability to ask a provocative question and then listen? You're so amazing. Well, that, you know, my wife would probably argue whether I am a good listener, but <laughs> uh, I've, I've tried to get better at that. I think it probably goes back to something, believe it or not, Dan, that happened when I was in third grade. Um, I was born and raised in California and uh, uh, was in a third grade class with all my classmates and my teacher at the time. Uh, she was very, very good at, at, at telling us the importance of being curious, of just of you know, never, never looking at something and just settling it on it for face value, but actually being curious, asking questions. Um, she also told me I had the ability to be a writer, which I never forgot. The the power of a teacher can never be overstated. Uh, she wrote something on a on a paper, and, and people in my family have heard this story many times, where uh, she said, "Good job, Tom. You should be a writer." And I guess I never lost that because. Really, from that moment on, I have loved writing of all kinds, whether it's uh, novels or newspaper articles, magazine articles. 
uh, I just have, have loved to write. And I just think that there's a, a natural desire or a need, I should say, for people to be curious, to ask questions, to never settle for something on face value. And I think that's how we become learned. And that's also how we learn to be able to share what we think and gain from what other people you know, yes, think, sir. what they share. The, 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 you, you know this because the influence you've had with all the things that you're doing with your radio program and all of your amazing talks and speeches and your books and everything, uh, I'm sure a lot of that has come from things that you have also listened to other people saying through the years. Yes, sir, of all the of all the interviews, let me put you on the hot seat. What is who is one of the most interesting people you've interviewed, and what did you learn from this individual? You know, I think probably the 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 one that comes to mind the most was Ronald Reagan, uh, and I had an opportunity to interview him. It was actually in 1976. He did not get the Republican presidential nomination that year, as you may remember. But he was speaking at a convention uh, where I was uh, fortunate enough to be a guest, and uh, I had an opportunity to go up and just talk to him briefly and ask him a couple of questions. I think what I learned was not so much what he said, but what he didn't say by listening to what I was saying, the way he looked at me, the way we connected, uh, you know, through a handshake, of course, and just that eye-to-eye contact. I guess I learned the, uh, the importance of just, you know, being a listener, like you're saying, opening your heart, opening your mind to what someone else is saying on the other side of that conversation. He actually acted, gave me the impression he was interested in what I was, what I was saying and what I was asking him. And his attitude, even though he was not going to be the nominee, and of course, as we all know, he ended up winning the nomination four years later and being elected president of the United States. But his attitude was, uh, you know, not uh, of, uh, he, he wasn't sad. He didn't seem depressed. At least he didn't come across that way. He just seemed very benevolent in his desire to, to continue to share his message and to, you know, want to serve the, the United States or the, in any way that he could possibly do it. No one had a crystal ball that he was going to be able to win the nomination four years later necessarily. But that's what happened, and um, and so, you know, obviously that's one of the more memorable interviews I've done. You've you've interviewed thousands of people, of course, very famous, yeah. prominent people. But you know, I think a lot of times it's it's almost as much as the way they look at you when they're talking or listening as what they say. Yeah. Well, I have your expertise on the air. This this means so much. You would call in, Tom. The. Uh, the intriguing thing to me is when we t- tune into late night talk television, we have choices in, uh, I guess it's TBS or TNT with uh, with with Conan O'Brien. I don't even know where he is now. I I feel bad because he's a pretty amusing guy. Um, <laughs> and then we have Jimmy Fallon. We have um, Jimmy Kimmel, and then we have this other guy that I never tune into, whatever his name is. I, I'm curious about which which host you are a fan of in the sense of a journalist, because I notice which, which, which talk show hosts make it about themselves and which ones make it about the guest. Yeah. And yeah, when you interview well and when you talk to people, every time I've interacted with you, brother, you always make it about the other person. It's just an amazing quality that you possess. So I'm, I'm curious about your observation and your opinion on late night talk entertainment who is your favorite who's your favorite host and why 
Yeah, that, that's a really good question. Um, and I think you've, you've discerned them into two different, very distinct categories there. There are people who are, are comedians. They don't pretend to be anything more than comedians. And there's a lot of fodder out there right now, as, as we know in the news, for comedians to go, you know, make jokes both sides, whether you're, you're a supporter of the right or a supporter of the left, there's jokes to be made both ways. I'm entertained more by those who actually have kind of a message along with their comedy. And because that's the case, um, a person that I loved to listen to when he had a show was John Stewart. John Stewart oh, was not, oh. he, he wasn't uh, sheepish about the fact that he kind of had liberal views, but he also spoke intelligently. He, he made, made comedy, but he also had a message with, with some of the jokes and the monologues he would, he would bring on. And when he had guests on, he was very interested in what they had to say, not trying to impress the audience with what he was asking them. When he hadn't read their book or hadn't seen whatever they were there to talk about, he didn't pretend that he had. He said, you know, honestly, I've not had a chance to review this. And he let them talk and, and talk about what, what they were doing. Um, I didn't think he was an opportunist, and I believe a lot of comedians by nature, and I don't think it's unique to comedians. I think it goes with talk show hosts in, in a lot of places, too. I think they tend to be opportunists. They say, hey, this is a chance for me to jump on the bandwagon of whatever these people are saying and, and, and put my two cents in, rather than I'm allowing them just the opportunity to, to talk about what they want to discuss and their feelings. So I'm more impressed with people who are excellent interviewers than people who are just late-night comics. I, I agree. <clears throat> so how do we find you on the Internet? How can we read? How can we buy a novel that you've written? How can we read some <laughs> of the articles that you've written? I, I want the audience to know that I'm not just blowing smoke, that this is a real deal, that you're the real deal. So, t- so teach us. How can we track you down and join your tribe, Tom? I can appreciate that. Well, I am on Facebook. Uh, I have a Facebook page, like most people do um, anymore. But, uh, you know, I, I write for a couple of publications. Uh, I'm a journalist based in, in Utah. I write for a couple of weekly newspapers. I've also written articles for Utah Business Magazine and Salt Lake Magazine, uh, an article published in Forbes Magazine many, many years ago. Um, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I will uh, send some information to you, and if, if you okay. want to, you know, post some kind of a link or something yes. on your pages, that would be great. I, would, you know, uh-huh. I just appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk to you. You're just uh, you're you're so enlightening, and you're man. so encouraging. You really are. You know, the, uh, the, I, here's what I believe, and, and this is what I think people love about you, and it resonates with you. Because uh, I talk about this all the time as a journalist. People say, you know, how do you go about this? The difference between a good journalist and a bad journalist is that those who are good are storytellers. They're not story makers. So mm. they don't try to take something and fabricate it into something that it's not. They simply take the facts and they tell the stories the way that they should be told, just for the truth, and let people draw their own conclusions. And I think that's, that's the secret to good communication of any kind. I love it. You're, talk, you're listening to my guest, Tom Haraldson. What a hoot. One of the more prolific journalists I've ever met and one who can tell one of the best stories uh, on, on the planet in the moment, no matter what the, the topic is. I love you. I honor you. I appreciate your family, your friendship. Happy holidays, brother. Thanks for calling in. You too, Dan. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks, Tom. So, Station ID, this is Dan Clark on uh, the, the voiceamerica.com radio network, the Influencers Channel. As you know, in the past, I've always had musicians and great songs, the stories behind the songs, and then we've performed 
or played the songs performed by the artists who recorded them. And you know, my love of music, my guitar solo that is the actual intro and the outtake of each of my uh, program entrees. That's me trying to trying to be Eddie Van Halen back on my very first album. Now my fingers don't work anymore. But because I love the 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 the, the idea that Joe Scaler and my buddy brought in 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 his call, and the the topic that Tom Haroldson just brought up, as far as listening, as far as storytelling. I want to go to commercial break as we listen or after we listen to another song. This song, I wrote it, I recorded it on my, probably my third album. And it's my anti-suicide song. As sad as it sounds, the reality is, my friends, that during the holiday season, our, our suicide rates spike higher than they do during the rest of the season. And I know there's stress and there's, there's, folks who, who, who want to be able to provide this or that for their loved ones and they don't have any discretionary income laying around. And there's various reasons why we get down during the holidays with the turn of the cold weather and everything is, a, is an element and a factor in why some people just basically want to give up. So this song is a story, if you will. It's a message that is entitled Always a Reason to live and if I give my sound engineer Matt a chance to load that song as I tell you I wrote this song to myself at a time when I was struggling at a time when I was down at a time when I needed to sift through the realities of life everybody asks motivational speakers so who motivates the motivator and obviously and I was on a webinar yesterday for about an hour and a half And that was the question asked of me. Talk about motivation and what is motivation. Well, the reality is inspired people do not have to be motivated. And I think motivation is really about expectations that we'll talk about when we come back from the commercial break. Motivation is having a necessity, being obligated to something where someone holds you accountable. And that's really the underlying deeper message of this song. Please listen to the lyric And again, it's me back in about 1985, so that's my singing voice, and I wrote this tune. It's called Always a Reason to Live.
But the real ones, they last for years I fumbled and I failed some Been up, yeah, I've been down But I learned to soar with ego Though my feet are on the ground So if you're down in trouble No matter what you do Focus on the vessel Dan Clark, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com Radio Network, Influencers Channel. My program's called The Art of Significance, Achieving the Level Beyond Success. That was a song I wrote way back in the day. It's my version of an anti-suicide message called Always a Reason to Live. For those of you who are Kenny G fans, that was not Kenny G, but his contemporary side, uh, his contemporary competitor, if you will, David Cause. One of the great saxophone players of all time. That was him featured on that song. Let's go to commercial break. We'll be back in a moment, hopefully with some more phone calls and uh, some more of my lyrical poetry and music to celebrate this holiday season. Back in a moment. stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers 
Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121. Or just visit danclark.com. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-760-0116. That's 800-760-0116. 800-760-0116. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back during this holiday season and going into the Christmas time of our year. Regardless of your religious tradition, Happy Hanukkah. And those of you from other religious traditions, Islam, Hindi, whatever, we honor you. And I just hope that we can all praise God believing that the same God who made you made me too. As I decided to become vulnerable and just share some of my own songs that I've written over the years that I've recorded and that I've co-written with some folks that will be coming up later, I wanted to focus in on just the messages of hope, the messages of peace, the messages of inspiration that affect all of us. And one of the great... um, privileges that I have as a professional speaker and as an author is to ignite my curiosity on a daily basis to research the the inspirational stories of famous people, knowing that as a speaker, we must first be ordinary before we can be extraordinary. As a speaker, people don't relate to our perfections if we even have any. They relate to our imperfections. They don't give a rat's walk a zoodle if we've ever succeeded. They want to know, Clark, did you ever fail? Did you ever fall down? Then what did you do about it? 
And so let me just share three quick snapshots of three musical heroes of mine that inspire us, especially during this holiday season, to dream a mighty dream and then figure out a way to make sure you can make that dream come true. John Lennon, born in 1940, tragically murdered outside of his apartment in New York City in 1980, is is an inspiration to gajillions of people around the world. But you need to know something about John Lennon. Lennon's parents divorced when he was four years old. When his mother became neglectful, he was sent to live with his aunt and uncle. He later lost his uncle when he was 15 years old and hid his unhappiness through drinking and rebellious behavior. John Lennon enjoyed a brief reunion with his mother only to lose her once more when she was hit by a car and killed. Lennon was de- was devastated. He was quoted once as saying, I was different all my life. Nobody seems to understand where I'm coming from. Lennon formed the amazing band called The Quarrymen in 1958 and focused his energy into music. It was the perfect outlet for his creative imagination. He was then introduced to Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr. John, Paul, George, and Ringo obviously became the Beatles one of the most successful rock groups of all time. One of the great female legendary singers is Barbara Streisand, born in 1942. Barbara Streisand's father died before she was two years old, leaving her mother emotionally devastated and incapable of caring for her. She moved from one relative to the next before her mother remarried when Streisand was eight years old. She endured a terrible relationship with her stepfather, who constantly criticized her and was abusive to her mother. Streisand was often the victim of cruel taunting and was labeled, uh, you know, as a misfit, which is, or I, I mean, I can't even read the Yiddish. It's Yishkit, which is Yiddish for ugly person, I guess, if I mis- mispronounced that. It still means in Yiddish, it means ugly person. Her stepfather left when Streisand was 14 and she blamed herself for the breakup. Barbara began her singing career in New York nightclubs and finally made a breakthrough with a part in the Broadway show, I Can Get It For You, Wholesale. Streisand released albums and performed nonstop until she became a bona fide singing superstar. She then went on to acting, starring in many comedic roles, as well as her unforgettable performance in The Way We Were. A friend of mine Marvin Hamlish is the one that wrote that song, The Way We Were, which was the theme for the movie with Barbara Streisand and good old Robert Redford. My wife and I were invited to Marvin Hamlish's wedding back in New York City. He's also the one that wrote all the music for the Broadway sensational hit, A Chorus Line. And she chose Marvin as she came out of retirement Uh, Many years ago, she chose, uh, obviously, Marvin Hamlish, her childhood friend, to be her musical director and musical conductor in her comeback uh, performances in Las Vegas. Um, Barbara Streisand garnered critical acclaim for her work as a director for Yentl and Prince of Tides, if you remember those films. Streisand took a 20-year break from performing live concerts before she returned to the stage in 1994 
choosing my friend Marvin Hamlish or our mutual friend Marvin Hamlish in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. And that's when I surprised my wife with the greatest tickets of all time because she, Barbara Streisand, was my wife's favorite recording artist, singer, actress, uh, all of the above, and surprised her at that 1994 concert. And Barbara Streisand then launched one of the most highly anticipated comeback concerts in musical history. And third and final, Tina Turner, born in 1939, is a triumphant survivor of a very difficult childhood and abusive marriage to Ike Turner. After Tina's parents moved to the city, Turner was raised by her paternal grandmother, Tina Turner was finally reunited with her mother and sister at age 16, and in 1960, she joined Ike Turner's band. The duo's track record in the 60s and 70s is the stuff of legend, as is the violent disintegration of their marriage and Tina's subsequent departure. For a time, Turner struggled for survival, depending on food stamps and the kindness of friends. But in 1994... Tina Turner made one of the biggest comebacks in music history with the release of her solo album, Private Dancer. I've seen Tina Turner live in concert in Vegas, and she's amazing, brings it every night. Turner has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and has received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's holiday season. Do not give up on your dreams. Do not give up on yourself. And as we enter the new season, the new year, It's amazing how just that thought alone with New Year's resolution seems to revitalize and refocus and regurgitate our hope for the future, our desire to do whatever it takes, believing that it is not enough to say, I will do my best. We must succeed in doing that which is necessary. Because we're at the top of the hour, I want to go back into my musical history, my musical past and encourage you listeners to phone in and let's have another telephone conversation as we explore some of the messages of some songs that I've written. Uh, In my very, very, um, it wasn't my first album, I think it was my, my third album that I recorded. I wrote a song called I Had to Play and it's based on a legendary true story of a high school football player And I just want to reiterate that we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. If we're looking out the window today and it's a blazing snowstorm, it's a blizzard, and one of us says, one of us complains, what a horrible day, and the other one exclaims, it's beautiful, the weather did not change. You've heard me use this analogy time and time again, but it's so completely true. And so what we have to do is understand that we don't manage people. We manage expectations. I promised to talk about this before we went to the commercial break. We manage expectations. Let me give you a classic example. If I'm flying home cross country and it's a four-hour flight and I land in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I am so excited to just go home And turn on the fireplace, maybe turn on some smooth jazz, get myself a beverage and snuggle with my woman. And I land and I come outside and it's a brisk, cold winter day. I've got my briefcase and my carry-on in my hand. And I get in the car and my wife says, ah, it's so good to see you on our way home. Um, We need to stop by 
this party for 35 minutes and then we need to go here. You're going to sign 20 books. And by the way, um, my friend is coming over to interview you or talk to you about this or that. There could be an argument. Why? Because of the expectation. My expectation was I just want to come home and chill out. And out of lack of communication, my wife's expectation was no big deal. When Dan lands, he's a good guy. He's pretty spontaneous and flexible. And so I will agree to have him do this, 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 and this before he gets home. So to circumvent that argument, all that we needed to do before I boarded that plane for that four-hour flight home from New York City was for her to set an expectation that I agreed to. This is what's going to happen when you land. And as soon as we're done, we've obligated, we've committed to this. We need to keep our promises, obviously. We're people of integrity. We don't want to back out of a commitment. And then we'll hurry home and snuggle. So it's about managing expectations. Classic example from a parent's perspective. We give our 12, we give our 16-year-old daughter a 12 midnight curfew and Things are going well until one night she comes home at 1230. Is she in trouble? Yes, she's violated our trust. A few weeks go by. She finally restores that trust. She asks us for a a longer curfew. We agree. So now her curfew is 1230 p.m. And that next Friday night, she comes home at 1230 p.m. Is she in trouble? Has she violated our trust? No, she's strengthened our trust and we, we praise her. Here's the interesting thing, my friends. In both scenarios, she returned home at the exact same time, 12.30 a.m., which means results have absolutely nothing to do with us accomplishing our goals and accomplishing and achieving the tasks at hand. If that doesn't make sense, you think about it. When you begin with the end in mind, it forces you to focus on a destination that's impressive and do your best to manage people and reward results. And that that's a limiting belief because if you accomplish that goal and you arrive at your destination, then the next question is what now? And most people don't have a what now. And that's when they give up on dreaming another dream or they're so emotionally exhausted because they finally put a deadline on it and they said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. The classic example of this is when someone wins $100 million in the lottery and within three years they're bankrupt, there's over a 95% divorce rate in those who have won big money in, in lottos, and the suicide rate spikes sky high. Why is that? It's the same reason why someone goes on a fad diet and loses 50 or 60 pounds over the course of just several months, and then before you know it, they've gained that weight back and even more Why does that happen? Well, it's because they don't understand the metaphor of a thermostat. A thermostat is in each of our rooms, in each of our homes, in each of our hotel rooms. And the thermostat obviously is is connected to the heating and air conditioning systems in our buildings, in our homes, in our office buildings, in our hotels. And so we are in charge of setting the, quote, set point of that thermostat. So we set it at 72 degrees Fahrenheit. And sure enough, when the room gets hotter than 72 degrees, it immediately, the thermostat immediately triggers the air conditioning unit and cools down the room until it arrives at that previously set set point. If the room gets cold, obviously the thermostat is connected to the heating system. It triggers the furnace 
and the furnace immediately kicks on going full speed until the room maintains or reaches that 72 degrees Fahrenheit of our set point. In reality, in our human performance, the thermostat is our self-image. The thermostat is our self-esteem, our self-worth. And realize that nothing on the outside will change until we set the inside set point. And so regardless of what happens with our money, with our weight, with our relationships on the outside of who we really are, if we do not reset and recalibrate our thermostat, if we do not embellish and build a positive self-image, a stronger self-esteem and a sense of worth, then regardless of what happens outside of us, we cannot manage anybody or anything or circumstance outside of us because our set point is weak and lower than we expect. Remember in the law of attraction, the definition is we attract what we believe we deserve in relationships, in a job, in income, in the kind of car we drive, the vacations we choose to to take. So instead of beginning with the end in mind, which is a limiting belief, we need to begin with the end in, in mind if the end is you, if the end is me, meaning that we're going to become better today than we were yesterday. The only person you need to be better than is the person you were yesterday. But most importantly, most significantly, we need to begin with the why in mind, which means that we focus on a journey that's important and manage expectations and reward effort, which means the goal is to become better today than we were yesterday. That you can't always control what happens, but you can always control what happens next. So again, we don't see things as they are, we see things as we are, and the way we see things is based on our expectations. Back to my song, it's based on a true story, a high school player, It's a talking ballad again where I sing the choruses recorded on my third album. Please listen to the lyric (laughs) and out of insecurity, do not judge my voice. This is how I used to sound when I sang and this is how I used to sound when I talked. And I'll be back right after this song to debrief what you think about it. The lines are open, callers I'm waiting. Again, let's go to I Had to Play a song I wrote back in 1985. I had to play the game today, and I had to play it well. I had to make you proud of me, rise each time I fell. Miss your words, I'll never quit, won't let you down a day. Sorry, coach, I can't stop now. Today I had to play. Once there was a young man named Brian, and he was a football star. Today was the biggest game of the year. It was against the arch rival school. The winner of the game would be crowned league champions. Brian was excited. His coach was too. As the team entered the locker room to dress for the game, an emergency phone call came into the coach. Brian's father just died. Should the coach wait till after the game to break the sad news, or should he tell Brian now and risk losing? Brian would surely go home, and he was the captain, a team leader. He was needed to win. Well, the coach told him. To his surprise, Brian took the news like a weather report and simply said, I'll go right after the game. 
song I wrote way back in 1985 and recorded called I Had to Play. You're listening to voiceamerica.com, the influencers channel. This is Dan Clark on my show, The Art of Significance, Achieving the Level Beyond Success. To take us to break, let me share the story of Ray Charles, born in 1930, who tragically passed away in 2004. When Charles was five, his four-year-old brother, George, drowned in an outside tub. <clears throat> Charles witnessed him fall and tried to pull him out, but George was too heavy for him. Not long after this event, Charles began to go blind. He was totally blind by the age of seven. Sources attribute Charles' blindness to glaucoma. Ray Charles attended a school at the Florida, he attended school at the Florida School for the Deaf and Blind as a charity case, and he learned how to read Braille there. He also learned how to write music and play various instruments. While he was there, his mother died. His father died two years later. After he left school, Ray Charles began working as a musician in Florida in several bands that played in various styles, including jazz and country music. Ray Charles went on to become a pioneering American pianist and soul musician who shaped the sound of rhythm and blues. What's holding you back? Why are we making excuses for not falling down? Everybody does that. If you're not failing a few times, it means you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Failure is an event, not a person. We shouldn't take it personally. But if you're knocked down seven times, aren't we supposed to get up eight? And those heroes whose lives we hear about, who become inspiring 
heroes to us, especially in our times of need, went through tougher times than perhaps you and I are going through. And if they can make it, so can we. Again, it's all about perception, especially going into this holiday season, which should be a time of joy and peace and love, where we gather our families and friends together and share sentiments of appreciation with attitudes of gratitude for them being in our lives. Remember, as we've started this journey today in our two-hour show, families are forever. If not, then what's forever for? I had to play. The kid had a perception that his dad was surely watching over him. So why not give it his best shot when less would be sufficient? Think about that. We'll be back in a moment. VoiceAmerica.com, Influencers Channel, Dan Clark. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. I just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable Dan Clark was the keynote speaker. He is clearly the most interesting man in the world. He's been into space. He reminded us to think bigger. He's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books. And he inspired all of us to make our lives matter. He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number, 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Influence is often inherited, but more often created from our actions. The Voice America Influencers Channel brings together those who are creating and leading the way and those who will create the road from nowhere in the future. Being an influencer isn't always about being the most important person in the world. It's about being the most influential person in the world around you. A better manager, a better friend, a better marketer or strategic planner. The Voice America Influencers Channel is about becoming better and earning influence. Be an influencer. Join us today. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to The Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. How are you? And welcome back to the show celebrating this holiday season. Again, with respect to all religious traditions, our Islam friends, our Hindi friends, and those who have other religious traditional beliefs, uh, our Jewish friends, I happen to have a strong Christian background, a Christian belief, and uh, I focus most of my songs, when I write songs about Christmas, I obviously focus them about the Christmas season, about uh, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is an interesting thought, though, my friends. Um, could Christmas actually be a state of mind? We all know Jesus was born in, in April or May. We all know that. And yet we celebrate it because of different historical events on December 25th. That's not the day that Jesus was born, which validates the reason why I wrote this song. The question revealed the answer in these lyrics. I call it a Christmas state of mind. The war was on, the fighting fierce, now in its seventh year. But soon they'd ease their anger because the holiday was near. The generals told their troops to cease their fire Christmas day, and so they did, then realized it was still a day away. Father'd been away on business, gone for two weeks straight. His little family needed him, but working wouldn't wait. He, humbled, he hustled home for Christmas Eve to share gifts Christmas Day, then realized through time travel change was still a day away. Christmas can come more than once a year. A baby born in Bethlehem began a message clear. If one day we can honor foes and love so family knows, every day can be that kind. It's all about a Christmas state of mind. We sing, let there be peace on earth, and give peace a chance, while politicians play their games of power land romance. Summits here and meetings there, they fight to make peace stay, yet every time they're interviewed, they're still a day away. What if there were no more days except the one today? No other chance to take a stance, no other price to pay. Even if it wasn't Christmas, would you serve and give? Would you be more than you've been with one more day to live? Christmas state of mind is not religion that you find. It's a way of living daily life that Christ started at Christmas time. Christmas can come more than once a year. A baby born in Bethlehem began a message clear. If one day we can honor foes and love so family knows, every day can be that kind. It's all about a Christmas state of mind. In the hustle and bustle of shopping, and being downtown in the traffic where people are honking their horns so indignantly, it's just the stress level is unbelievable. It was in that frame of mind and in that circumstance many years ago that I wrote this song that seems to put things into perspective. A father and his kids were Christmas shopping at the mall, toy store after store to find a sold out doll. Everything imaginable his children yearned to buy Hours later, at the elevator, he would sigh. 
overwhelmed to go to every open house at night, overweight from tasting every party treat in sight, pressured to get perfect gifts for each one on his list, on the crowded elevator, mad he shook his fist. Whoever started this whole Christmas thing should think again. We should track them down and shoot them on a whim. Suddenly a voice whispered, whoa, news is grim. You're too late. They already crucified him. A dad with no money was depressed at Christmas time. How he'd pay for gifts without an extra dime? Then he lost his job. Could Santa still arrive? Lost face with family, chose death over alive. When he went to end it all, he walked across a park, past carolers through the lights and hid in the dark. Feeling life too painful, harder than he'd heard, yelled his last complaint. Then a miracle occurred. Whoever started this whole Christmas thing should think again. We should track him down and shoot him on a whim. Suddenly, a voice whispered, whoa, news is grim. You're too late. They already crucified him. What is Christmas? Why Christmas? Surely not for elves. It's about the birth of our sweet brother like no other. And what he came to do that we could never do ourselves. Whoever started this whole Christmas thing should think again. We should track him down and shoot him on a whim. Suddenly a voice whispered, whoa, news is grim. You're too late. They already crucified him. My final lyrical poetry before we go to another one of my songs. It's called, Please Put Christ Back Into Christmas, Please. Ever been to a party for a year-old baby boy? No clue who he is, so you bring TV's hottest toy. Wowed by decorations, gifts, ignoring why you're there. Talk is about the store sales. This babe couldn't care. Nobody knew he'd heal the blind, walk on water, calm the sea. Nobody knew he'd save mankind, that what he said was heaven's key. That's why somebody heard him cry, this party's not for me. Please put Christ back in Christmas, please. They say you better not pout, you better not cry, but Jesus has tears for you, he was born to die. So why would you string lights, ring bells, say reindeer fly to celebrate his birth? Why would you make him share his earth with some red-suited guy? And while you claim it's all for him and sing of joy with glee, he cries, this birthday's party, this birthday party's not for me. Please put Christ back into Christmas, please. Years have come and gone. This wee boy was now a man. A celebration of his life, a showing of his fans. He'd loved us, served, and taught us about his kind, forgiving grace. And once a week we gathered so his good news we'd embrace. Yet nobody stopped his birthday being twisted spiritually. And when he came, nobody made him welcome publicly. That's why somebody heard him cry, this party's not for me. Please put Christ back into Christmas, please. I was privileged to be the keynote speaker at the Christian Booksellers Convention many, many years ago in Nashville, Tennessee. And the entertainer was a gentleman, a great Christian songwriter, singer-songwriter, recording artist, Michael W. Smith. Consequently, he invited me to his the grand opening, the launch party, the launch concert of his own label called Rocket Man. 
I mean, sorry, Rocket Town, sorry, brother, Rocket Town at the First Baptist Church there in Franklin, Tennessee, is a suburb or an outside city close to Nashville. And he and I have kept in touch since. Well, he gave me permission to record his song, and I have sung it all over the world. I think the message is so self-evident that I don't need to explain the lyric. It's one of the great Christian hymns of all time. It's, I think, Michael W. Smith's most famous song, and it's an honor and a privilege to be one of the artists who had a chance to record it. It is on my, I have no idea what album it's on, but it's called Friends Are Friends Forever. And in concert with the three lyrical poems, my songs that I just quoted to you, I think it would be a perfect capstone message to listen to the words, the lyrics, the beautiful melody of Michael W. Smith's song, Friends Are Friends Forever. Again, this is me probably in about 1987 singing this song. So cut me some some slack and please enjoy the message. Ways. 
Clark, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com, the Influencers Channel. Yes, my program's called The Art of Significance, Achieving the the Level Beyond Success. Obviously, for those of you who have tuned in all these months, you know that I love music. I love to go to music because it connects the head with the heart. Obviously, in sales, in management, in leadership, we know that knowledge is power, but knowledge has no heart. Reason leads to conclusions, but it is emotion that leads to action. And that's why I love to feature music on most of my programming. And I hope you'll indulge me as I try to be vulnerable this holiday season and share some of the songs that I've written or that I've written and recorded. That last one, Friends Are Friends Forever, written by Michael W. Smith with the privilege of having an opportunity to record that on one of my albums. Let's go to commercial break. And we'll be back in a moment with more lyrical poetry, more music, a few inspirational insights and stories. Again, the lines are open. Please call and let's have a conversation. We'll be back in a moment. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. I just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable Dan Clark was the keynote speaker. He is clearly the most interesting man in the world. He's been into space. He reminded us to think bigger. 
He's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books, and he inspired all of us to make our lives matter. He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number, 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Bring compelling points of view into your daily conversations. The SAP Digitalist Flash Briefings can be heard every weekday. Add the SAP Digitalist Flash Briefing as a skill to your Amazon Echo, Echo Dot, and Echo Show. If you don't have Alexa, listen on your favorite podcast sites like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, VoiceAmerica.com, Overcast, TuneIn, and Stitcher. The SAP Digitalist Flash Briefings are published every weekday to keep you up to speed on today's business trends. Just search SAP Digitalist. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to The Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back. Kind of a crazy show. Yeah, I don't want you to feel like it's self-serving, but I wanted to just share a little slice of me, a piece of me during this holiday season as my gift to you, uh, sharing some of the songs, some of the way I think, some of the lyrics I've written or some of the songs I've recorded over the years. Kick back for a moment. I want to give you my version of the night before Christmas. Yeah, I know I should put it to some musical background, maybe some beats. But I won't. It was the night before Christmas. And all through the house, things were real mellow, even Irving the mouse. Our boots were hung up, the incense was lit, in hope that St. Nick would soon do his bit. The tree was decked out, it was really a sight, with love beads and flowers and a flashing strobe light. Wearing my t-shirt from Woodstock Nation, I was just getting into some good meditation and my chick was doing some yoga in bed, munching a fruitcake while propped on her head. Then pow, in the light, a hullabaloo, it shook the waterbed and woke up all blue. I stumbled around and tripped on my beard, it stuck to my toes and really felt weird. When I got to the window, I was really uptight because the scene I perceived was a mind-blowing sight. What through my shades did I see through the snow but eight tiny mooses and a wild UFO? With the big dude inside looking kinky and groovy, I flashed, is this Nick or some kind of movie? They came from the cosmos like a fat cat, fat, like a far-out caboose. 
And this fat cat kept yelling at each midget moose, right on, Dasher, on Dancer, Rudolph, you be mean. Get your bods in high gear now and move this machine. Then onto the roof they flew with a shout. The whole cosmic crew really freaked me out. They caused such a hassle and made such a fuss, I thought the fuzz would be called down on us. But before I could say hold down that loud jive, Nick zapped toward the chimney, leaped in with the dive. His duds were all fur, trimmed in leather and such, and he came in stone funky. He was really too much. His backpack was painted with black light festoon full of albums and posters and a neon balloon. Don't want to sound heavy, he said with a grin, but my message is simple, so dig it. Tune in. We rapped till dawn about peace, love, and truth. Then he said, gotta split or I'll be late to Duluth. He wiggled his nose and finished his bit and straight up the smoke hold, the smoke hold, this fat cat did split. As he spun from the roof and into the air, he yelled, get your head straight, you people down there. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. And then in a flash, he streaked out of sight. Dan Clark's version of The Night Before Christmas. I hope you have enjoyed 2017, and I hope it's a time of reflection now, winding down the last couple of weeks before we usher in 2018. And at this time of reflection, it's critical that we believe that no matter what our, excuse me, no matter what our past has been, we have a spotless future. That you can't always control what happens, but you can always control what happens next. That if you sit around wondering if the glass is half empty or half full, you've missed the point. It's refillable. Thinking positively or thinking negatively does not fill up the glass. The pouring does. (laughs) It's easier to act your way into positive thinking than it is to think your way into positive action. So it's critical, again, that we start tying a bow around all of our themes that seem to have emerged while we've been talking for two hours. The first one was families are forever. If not, then what's forever for? Let us forgive and forget. At this Christmas season, if any of you are holding a grudge or angry at someone or at something, remember that being angry is like you drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. At some point, we've got to forgive and forget, don't you think? At some point, we need to understand that our families are the greatest asset that we have in our lives because they're non-judgmental, and we need unconditional love, especially when times go tough, go south, get, get soured for some reason, out of our control, perhaps, and we need that support. The other general theme throughout this show has been expectations and and vision perspective. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Which brings up another great song that I am proud to be part of. Teamed up with a great songwriter by the name of Don Schlitz. He wrote, you say it best when you say nothing at all. That's a good song. He wrote The Gambler for Kenny Rogers. What an amazing ballad, one of the classics, and, 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 and the one that's kind of set the standard for talking ballads, story ballads, if you will, longer versions of painting a word picture. Well, Don Schlitz and I, we teamed up to put Kenny Rogers back on the charts. I wrote this story long ago, 
and to give respect to Don Schlitz as one of the great melodists of all time. I could no more have created this song, written this lyric, packaged it and edited it in the way that it is that made it a hit song than Fly to the Moon. Don Schlitz is unbelievable. He just took my story and he edited it and put his melody to it, presented it to Kenny Rogers, obviously, and it became a very, very powerful music video that I'm very, very proud to be part of. It's called The Greatest, and if you could listen to the lyrics, because I think as we start to wind down our time together today, this song starts to tie a bow around everything that we've discussed, and we'll put things into perspective, again reminding us that things are everything that we think they are. And so to change our reality, we just need to change our perception because we can change the things, we can change things by changing the way we see them. The song is called The Greatest Kickback. Get ready to have a great smiling grin at the end of the song. And yes, I'll be back when it's finished to start tying a bow around the entire two-hour show today. Again, Kenny Rogers singing The Greatest. Little boy in a baseball hat Stands in the field with his ball and bat Says I am the greatest player of them all puts his bat on his shoulder and he tosses up his ball and the ball goes up and the ball comes down swings his bat all the way around the world's so still you can hear the sound the baseball falls to the ground now the little boy doesn't say a word Picks up his ball He is undeterred Says I am the greatest There has ever been And he grits his teeth And he tries it again And the ball goes up And the ball comes down Swings his bat all the way around The world's so still You can hear the sound The baseball falls To the ground makes no excuses he shows no fear he just closes his eyes and listens to the cheers little boy he adjusts his hat picks up his ball stares at his bat says I am the greatest the game is on the line Gives us all one last time And the ball goes up like the moon so bright Swings his bat with all his might And the world's as still as still can be And the baseball falls And that's strike three Now it's supper time and his mama calls Little boy starts home With his bat and ball 
says I am the greatest that is a fact but even I didn't know I could pitch like that says I am the greatest that is understood but even I didn't know I could pitch that good So proud to be part of that song. Amazing how it's touched the lives of baseball fans everywhere and those of us who are trying to teach people to just get back up and go again. Things aren't as they always seem to be. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. As we go to the final commercial break and then come back for my conclusion of this two-hour holiday special, if you will, I just want you to reflect back on the lives of three individuals Thomas Edison was dyslexic, and he suffered from a hearing ailment. He was labeled a daydreamer, was removed from school in the first grade, never to return to formal education again. Thomas Edison, think about it, are you with me? He was publicly beaten by his father and began working at age seven. His constant experiments alienated him from his community, and he failed more than 10,000 times before he successfully invented the incandescent light bulb, a story we all are familiar with. He once stated, my father thought I was stupid, and I almost decided I must be a dunce and give up trying anything at all. Albert Einstein, as a child, was labeled mentally slow and unsociable. His own father was annoyed with his eccentric, his, his, his dad was annoyed. <laughs> his own father was annoyed with everything he was about first in, in, until he first applied to the Zurich Poly, Polytechnic, Polytechnic Academy where he failed the entrance exam. His dad gave up all hope despite receiving a teaching certificate in mathematics and physics Thomas, I mean, Albert Einstein was still unable to find a job in Germany because he was Jewish. Einstein was an unknown patent clerk in Bern, Switzerland, when at age 26, he published the theory of relativity, and the rest is history. Not to forget our basketball hero, Larry Bird. Larry Bird's parents divorced when he was 16, and his father committed suicide three years later. After dropping out of Indiana University after only six months, he attended Northwood Institute Junior College for a brief time before dropping out there as well. He was married and divorced within six months and at one of the lowest points in his life, Larry Bird was finally convinced by university officials to give Indiana State University and basketball another try. He was named Collegiate Player of the Year in 1979 and went on to join the Boston Celtics where he led his team to a first place finish in their division and was named Rookie of the Year in 1980. Bird is known as one of the greatest all-around performers in basketball history and was inducted in the National Basketball Hall of Fame in 1998. What's holding you back This time of year is like a high school or college commencement, which does not mean ending. It means new beginning. What are we going to accomplish in the new year of 2018? Let's go to commercial break. This is Dan Clark, voiceamerica.com. You can join my tribe on my website, danclark.com. Push receive free gifts and training. Please keep in touch. This is the Influencers Channel. Let's go to to a quick break and back for the conclusion of our two-hour show.
the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121. Or just visit danclark.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to The Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. So happy holidays to all of you, and I appreciate you joining in on my on my two-hour show. I'm getting better at it, I believe. There's so much growth that needs to occur, and I still try my best to become a little better today than I was yesterday. I love my hosts. Going into the new year, I'm going to have some extraordinary guests, and we're focusing more on our sponsorship packages, which will allow us to really bring our message to the world as we conclude, let me just bring up one final song, and we won't come back to me. The song will take us right to the end of the hour, right to the end of the show. Again, for station identification, this is Dan Clark. You can find me on danclark.com, which is my 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 website. But this is voiceamerica.com, Influencers Channel, Dan Clark, and the Art of Significance. I used to conclude my speeches almost every single time at every venue by saying, so remember, drink, swear, steal, and lie. 
And the audience members would pause for a minute. They'd kind of pull the, and they would want to know what I meant by this call to action. This song resulted, this song came about as a result of that conclusion conclusion to my speeches. And again, the song is called Drink, Swear, Steal, and Lie. I'm proud to be part of this. It won a gold record in country music performed by my buddy Michael Peterson. This song will take us to the end. Listen to the lyric. Listen to the message. It's so provocative. And what a powerful way to conclude today's show. God bless. Remember our military troops and, our, and their families in our prayers. God bless the leaders of America to make the right decisions, not based on who's right or politics, but based on what's right and policy for the benefit of all of us. I love our troops. I love America. Thanks for joining me, and we'll tune in next week. Drink, swear, steal, and lie. I was 12 when Daddy said to me, Don't take to drinking, boy, that road don't lead nowhere. And don't you ever let me hear you swear Don't you dare He told me stealing is a lazy man's way Something for nothing leaves you held to place so don't lie Then you can look the whole world in the eye Honey, I try But since I met you, girl, I'm breaking every rule I must confess I'm just a backsliding fool I want a drink from your loving cup Swear I'll never give you a steal All your kisses underneath the moon I want to lie here close to you Look what you make me do Darling, you're the reason why I drink, swear, steal, and lie Finally faced the fact that I am hooked on you There's nothing more that I can do Ain't no use Cause every time I see your angel face My halo disappears without its rings I swear Girl, I admit I haven't got a friend But I don't Ain't exactly how I was raised But heaven help me, honey I ain't changing my ways I want a drink from your loving cup Swear I'll never give you a steal All your kisses underneath the moon I want to lie here close to you Look what you make me do Darling, you're the reason why I drink, swear, steal, and lie
thanks for being part of the show. Be sure to join Dan Clark next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, for another edition of The Art of Significance on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Remember, you too can achieve the level beyond success.